e ngā maunga whakahi o te motu tū tonu mai e aku whakateitei tahuti mai nau mai rā. Welcome to Mata with me, Mihingarangi Forbes, brought to you by Te Māngai Pāho and the Public Interest Journalism Fund. And this is a very special episode of Mata today because after many, many requests to his office, we are joined in studio by a very special guest He Kōtuku Reringa Tahi, ara ko te meneta whakawhanaketanga Māori, the Minister for Māori Development, Willie Jackson. Tēnā koe e te meneta. Kia ora, kia ora mihi, rawe, rawe ki te haramai e konei ki te tautoko tō wāhanga. Well, he's also the Minister for Broadcasting as well as the Associate Minister for ACC, Housing and Social Development, and we're going to touch on many of those portfolios over the next half an hour in this special extended interview. Thank you for coming in. Let's start with it's been a rocky month uh, for you guys. <laughs> How are you coping after the resignation of your tuahine? I'm going to see her tomorrow. Mm. I'm going to spend a, the day with her. We go, I said, we're going to have some lunch and have a... And we're talking about Kitty Tabu, obviously. Mm. Um, and I just want to have a... We, we talk every couple of days, but heartbreaking stuff, you know, me. It yeah. was... Um, you know, we love it. We love uh, Kitty Tabu. I know I do, and my family does. She's a bit of a hero for my daughter and for a lot of, a lot of young women, you know. Oh. And so... Um, it's just, I've never seen anything quite like it. Well, I don't think we've ever seen a justice minister get into this sort of trouble. But it doesn't take away the fact that she's got huge talent. Uh, she's passionate. She's a wonderful young woman. And as I keep saying to her, you know, you're only 39. You know, I've lived my life around people who've come back in terms of mm -hmm. redemption. And, you know, you know, Kitty Tupper can do anything. She's, great she's a great entertainer. You know, a lot of fun. She can... Um, she's a strong advocate. She's a legal. She's she's actually brilliant in that legal area. I've loved working with her in Parliament because she can break down all the intricacies, you know, so well. Some of us do the fronting and all that, but man, can Kitty Tapu break stuff down? So mm. um, I, I have to say, in terms of my political life, it's maybe the saddest thing I've ever seen wow. in terms of what's happened to her. But. Uh, um, you know, that doesn't take away our friendship and my commitment to her, so uh, I'm, I'm going to enjoy some time with you tomorrow. Um, kāre kori e ara mai anō uh, e Kiritapu. Mm. You've lost, so we, we've lost Kiritapu, we've lost, you've lost Mika, um, and when I look at the list that's just come out, I can see just one wahine Māori in your top 20, that's Willow Jean Prime. What message are you sending to voters? Two. Joe Luxon's the other one. She came in at 19. So, uh, well, so. with And I'm not challenging people's whakapapa uh, yeah. because he Māori te Māori. Yeah, but when you consider the, the taumahatanga that is on wahine Māori yeah. who are advocating and agitating for kaupapa Māori, mm. do you think it's safe to be putting her in, you know, to calling her a wahine Māori when, when she herself says, you know, she's, she, she feels like a fraud in the Māori caucus? Jo, and yeah. she's and she's not even on the Māori list yet. Uh, you know, that, just a partai, just a question. Yeah, yeah no, that's a fair question. She's beautiful, Jo. She's found her taha Māori side when she's been with us. So there's five, six Māori in the in the top 20, I think it is. Uh, jo, and, um, jo and Willow Jean are our, our two wahine Māori, and then myself, Penny, Calvin and Adrian are the four Māori men. So that's fair for you to point that out. Nanaia Mahuta would have been... 
Nanaya. Uh, yeah, Nanaya would have been in. Mm. Well, Nanaya would have been in the top ten. So you mm. would have had four. You know, you would have had three Ma- Maori women. So. Um, uh, you know, we've got a Māori woman representation is strong. Soraya made a decision mm. not to, to come on the list. Uh, Kushla Tangaire made a decision not to come on the list. And Kushla would have been, uh, Kushla would have been uh, right up there too. So she just wants to take Mecca straight on. She just wants a straight scrap with Mecca. Uh, I think it's going to be really good to watch how that goes, particularly with Mecca being on the list. I think she's going to be high on the Māori list, uh, party list from what I've seen. In terms of, is it safe for Wahine Māori? You know, the, the Parliament is a confrontation place. Mm. I don't know if it's uh, safe for anyone to tell you the, the truth, but if, if you're asking me, do Māori women cop it probably worse than anyone? I would agree with that. Mm. I, I watched the treatment of my tuahine, Nanaia Mahuta, mm. uh, and, and I think she went through things that were unforgivable. I don't know, And that's not... So much from people in there. People in there were generally quite good to her, uh, but you know some of the, the rubbish she got from from the outside was was terrible. And the, the analogies made with um, mm. uh, oh, just it's just a shocking what Nanaia would Marama Davidson's mm. the same thing. Mm. Uh, you know, if you want to go through Metidia uh, Tude, uh, Metidia you can go back to Sandra Lee. You yeah. can go back, you know, all the way through Tariana, uh, and right, and then even our latest one with Kiritapu. Mm. I mean, fancy having a debate. To dis- uh, after what she had been through, when we had David Seymour put mm-hmm. up that kaupapa, all of a sudden do a big mahi to um, to Kitty Tapu, and then we have to discuss, mm. you know, that. And I, I was shocked. Uh, we were angry actually at David Seymour, but he, you know, he doesn't he doesn't care. It's about winning votes for him. So I would agree with you that Māori women probably get it <clears throat> worse than anyone, but I, I think women in general do. Mm. Uh, and, and it's not exactly the most comfortable place for, for, for everyone. But, I, I mean, I knew that when I first went in there. But I do have a lot of aroha for, for, for different people who find it very, uh, very difficult. Just swinging back to Kusha Tangaere Emmanuel, do you have hope there? What do you think? I think she'll win the seat. I think she'll win the seat because she's a real tuturu Ngāti Pro uh, woman, a real strong ag- advocate, uh, uh, Kush. And uh, um, and also, I think there's a lot of question marks on on Mika. Mm. I think that that's the reality. I know the Maori Party hate me talking about it, but they were they were so um, uh, opportunistic with the way they embraced uh, um, uh, Mika. And uh, and I think our people and, and and it's up to Kusha how she runs the campaign. But the questions have got to be asked: Why she left? Yeah. You know, and and to make any analogy with uh, Tariana Tudia, for instance. That's it, not right in terms of It's certainly a seat that's um, going to be one for the, for watching on election night. I, I think so, and I think that, that she'll win the Ngāti Pro vote, and it'll be interesting yeah, on I'll be how... interesting because I think the seat might be won in some of those uh, more, yeah. the city, you know, Lower yeah. Heart, Wainui, Yeah, that's right, and, and there's a strong vote down there. But I don't underrate um, uh, Mika. Obviously, she's uh, got a history there, but uh, we've got a... A bit of a strategy for Ngāti Kahungini, mm. and so I'm looking forward to rolling that out. So we'll be watching. Yeah, it's, it's, the, it's the seat to watch. I think, yeah. I think it's 50-50. Let's talk about housing. Uh, you're Associate Housing uh, Minister, but you're also um, Māori Development, so it's right in your purview. Kainga Kore is the Waitangi Tribunal report in response to Māori homelessness. and uh, It found in 2018 Māori were four times more likely to be homeless than any other. Māori housing advocates say that figure's much more. Um, Te Puya Marae Chief Executive Hurimwana Dennis says it's 60%, uh, so that's 60,000 homeless Māori. What do you know about them? Oh, I know that, uh, well, a lot of them come around our marae too, Ngā Whare A lot of them are are struggling. 
Um, and uh, it's, uh, you know, this Māori homelessness is something that, you know, I, I know people get tired of hearing about it, but it's um, something that we have inherited through the years. What I'm proud of, though, me, is the, the buy Māori, full Māori strategies that this government has put in place. It still doesn't take away the fact that there's, you know, 26,000 people on the housing register and nearly half of them are Māori. Uh, but the reality is that <clears throat> through our Māori housing strategies, we, we now have got structures and frameworks in place to address the homelessness. How have we got those? We've partnered up with Iwi, mm. um, with, uh, with uh, the coast, uh, with Gisborne, with uh, Ngāti Kahungunu, with the north, with, uh, with, with, uh, with Tai Rāwhiti. <coughs> We've got partnerships going now, and um, that, that's, come out, that's been driven by, by what you've got in terms of that homelessness report. How do you respond to that homelessness report? Yeah, I, you, you know? I, I don't think that that's where the problem is. I think the problem is in the cities, and as you're saying, like so these homeless Māori households, um, they are also dealing with material hardship. They're, they've got inadequate heating. Uh, there will be a, lock of, a lack of kai. They won't be able to access right. washing machines and dryers and things like that. Kids, will, it, it inhibits children from sports and kura. Mm. And, you know, as somebody who started at the grassroots, mm. when you go to bed, do you th worry about these kids? Um, well, they're in my life. You know, I'm still the chairman of our marae in terms of Ngā Whare Wātea. My wife is the chief executive mm. for Manaka Urban Māori Authority. Uh, so we talk about them, we worry about them all the time. And so that's why you have to have programmes to deal with these kids, you know. Yep. And I'm proud of the programmes that we've put in place in the last six years. When you look at the stats, you're thinking, oh, you're not making any inroads. But I think it would be much worse if we hadn't of, like we've put a real focus on whānau watermahi. Can we look at the stats? Because I think you're right. Yeah. Um, and I'm not going to confuse people because the whole housing situation is quite... Um, Confusing. You've got three government departments and three ministers looking after a whole series of different housing. You've got the Kiwi Build scheme, which is our first home, first homes for um, first time buyers. We didn't build a lot in that area, right? Kainga order. You've got kainga order and social housing right. sector, which so many of our people are involved with. Right. And then you've got the Maori housing scheme, which is Mahi Ka order, which mm. is the which, iwi kind of you know, yeah, the tāpita, yeah. the wehi and all those yeah, ones yeah. up the coast doing that, those great yeah. jobs. When you consider that there's 60,000 Māori who are homeless or suffering from severe housing deprivation, which of those three government schemes would be the most effective for putting a roof over the head? Um, all of them are needed. All of them no, are but which is most effective? Because oh, oh. this is what, what's important, is the measurement of, yeah. of well, well, government if, policies. If, if, well, that's a fair question, and I think that our partnerships at the moment are probably the most effective, if that's right. what you're asking. I think they're the most effective because we're looking at building a 1,000 homes by the end of 2025. Under Mahi Kaora? Yeah, that's under Mahi, Mahi yeah. Kaora, which is the um, iwi uh, innovation mm. partnership with uh, MHUD. So I think that is the most effective, and that's what I'm hearing from our advocates but you're right to point out. I mean, so those partnerships are with... So let, let's, yeah, let's leave Mahi Kaoru there because right, I think right. it's doing great jobs right. and people are actually getting back on whānau land That's right. um, and, and, in, in these houses. And, have, and, and we're starting and to make fantastic. some inroads there. But if we look at KiwiBuild, for example, how many houses has KiwiBuild built? 2,000, I think it is. Two, two and a half thousand, I think. What do we promise? A hundred thousand. Oh, a little bit out, were we? <laughs> I think it might be about twelve thousand. That's what Grant Robertson said the other day. Uh, You're a okay. bit short. Not, well, not all new builds. Two, but not all. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, that, if, if that's right. But if you're looking at the 
the bare numbers we were look, we were talking about two and a half thousand the other day. And, but and it's a great on, initiative because it's, it's actually gra- building it's, houses for New Zealanders and and as we know there there are a lot of um, first home buyers that can't get into the private market, so this is helping them get in. Of those houses, how many have been purchased by Farno Māori? I think. Uh, uh, I don't, you're talking about the Kiwi Build one? Yeah. I don't have that uh, number in front of me. It's because we asked Megan Woods, um, Minister Did Megan Woods, number well, she didn't at the time that we asked her in 2021, but her office came back to us in 2021, and yeah. um, I will stand corrected if it's changed, but it was 5%. It was a 5%. So um, is Kiwi Build letting Māori down? Uh, look, let's be clear. I think uh, Kiwi Build hasn't gone well. You know, whether, whether it's Māori or Pākehā. But the, the investment in Kiwi Build was $7 billion. You only get $730 million. Imagine if you had $7 billion. Here's the thing. Here, well, absolutely. Here's the thing. You, you're right on what you're saying, but I think we've got the frameworks now in place to deal with that. And, and, and you, you've acknowledged that we've got the partnerships going with iwi and all mm. that. That's good. But the real problem is in, Ma- is in Māngere, isn't it? Yeah. The real problem is in Manurewa. Right, and we have to find ways of getting those people into housing. So, look, you, you can only put a, ma- a buy Māori for Māori strategy in place. No government's ever done that before. But, but, we're, hang on, we're working with our providers. We're working with the, our providers. I'm trying to get as much funding and resourcing into those providers as possible. Um, Hoodie has been a beneficiary of that. You brought up Hoodie Dennis, yep. plus our, our Manurewas, our Wātes, our Waipareinas. Um, is it enough funding and resourcing? No, it's not. If your point is that it's, it's, we're still way off the mark, you, you're right, but we're on we're Shouldn't on. Shouldn't we have higher aspirations, though, that Absolutely. we're not just putting um, our people into social housing and community That's housing? Right. That as Associate Minister for Housing, why can't you go to the Cabinet table to Megan Woods and say, hey... I've got a really an overrepresented uh, group of people Maori without housing, and um, I think in here I've got it. Maori medium incomes are up under this government. Mm. Well done mm. by seven percent. So actually, middle Maori are able to buy houses, but they're not being given the opportunity. So you don't think I say that? I don't know. Do you? <laughs> why, why is it not working? Why I, I, well, not well, 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 can I just say that? You know, they, they, you know, I, I I do that all the time. Mm. That's all I've ever done in my six years is represent our people at the cabinet table, advocating uh, from the position that you said that mm. Maori, whether it's in the housing area, health area, Fanaori area, Maori broadcasting area, um, are, are way underfunded and way under resourced. And when you talk about funding and resourcing, you, you can't compare apples with apples because we've been miles off the mark. So if you're asking me, have I've done that? My fellow ministers will probably tell you I've done. Ask Grant Robinson; he thinks I do it far too much. So, yeah. so I, I think that's. Well, no, I think that the, the success is in my hikaora oh, that, you, right. that you're doing but, it well but, there. But, but, but when it comes to the mainstream oh, funding, no, but, but, and that's where we know where but all the your, billions are. But your question is right, and that's what Maori ministers should do, and that's what I try to do. And I'm told maybe try to do it too often. But you know, all you can do is front advocate. And, and do we get changes? Well, you've seen the changes. You've got the, fr- the frameworks are in place. We've actually had record. Here's the other side, Mahi. We've had over 700 million go across the Māori housing in the last couple of years. Unprecedented amount of money. But is it enough? Well, you'd say, no, we want five, to- we want you, five yeah. times that amount, don't we? You know, when this government first came into power, uh, your former Prime Minister, Jacinda Ardern, Flanked by her Māori ministers and other ministers stood at Waitangi and she talked about bringing the two houses closer together. She was talking about the Whareirunanga and the government house up there. And the analogy was closing the gaps Mm. between socio and economic deprivation between Māori and Pākehā. When I look at this picture, it doesn't look like Māori have had much advantage other than what you're doing in the iwi space in housing. 
Which and and isn't that just about political will? Um, yeah, no, it's about, it's about trying to get as much resourcing and funding across as possible. All, all I can do and all we can do is advocate as strongly as we can. Um, you have seen changes that you've never seen before. You've got a government with a buy Māori, for Māori policy. You've got Māori advocates and leaders who all support us all the way through. What you're saying, it's still not enough. You're right. I'm not saying you're wrong, but you're um, saying it's not enough. You're, well, I, you're, I, I always say yeah. it's. I always say it's not so, enough. So, it, but, it's, but, but, so what, there's only so but, much. But, but, but what's the option? Well, there's so much, only so much of the pie, right? That's right. Unless you change the the structure. And yeah. your own government did that by the tax review, and it found that it was fundamentally unfair our tax system when you've got middle income earners paying 20% and the wealthiest New Zealanders paying nine. Were you? Were you annoyed when, when they pulled that? You know, when, when you ordered up an inquiry, it showed you the facts, and actually it's Māori that are probably yeah, that's right, that's um, right. going to be most Look, affected I, I, by that. My, my, my um, views on that have always been well docu documented. I've always thought the, the tax system was unfair. Uh, and that, that there weren't enough people paying their way. Um, but, you know... So I, you would support well, 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 tax? Well, 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 I'm in a, a government that sometimes you put your case up, and then, um, and then the boss makes a call, and, and then you go along with it. And, and you know, here's the thing, Mahi, you either you either can accept it or you opt out and join the Māori Party, like you and Annabelle. Well, well, you know? <laughs> so, <laughs> right. So, so, uh, so, so, I mean, what, what are the options? Yeah. You know? So, if there was to be a coalition with yeah. like the Greens, you'd yeah. support a wealth tax? No, no. Well, we'll, well no, I'll, I'll work with my party. But all I'm saying is, I'm in a system. Sometimes you have to uh, take things on the chin. Um, or, or you can, as I said, you can join your party. And oh, no, I'm just having you on. Your mate's party. <laughs> your mate, my, yeah, your mate John's my mate's party. party. Yeah, yeah, and just say, look, we want, you know, and what's their line? Their line is what you're saying. We need 10 times. And I don't disagree with that, mm. but you can only get so much within the system. And, and I've tried as hard as I can as minister yep. to uh, get as much money as possible and resourcing. We've had record resourcing, Mahi. We've got, we've averaged nearly a billion dollars uh, a year in terms of budgets. Uh, but still at the end of the day, as you rightly point out, that's how far behind the eight ball we are. The disparities are huge. Let's talk about the Greens because uh, they released uh, the land, a kaupapa whenua hooking mm. Yeah. Um, and one of those was ending perpetual leases um, of Māori land. So up the east coast where you're from, Ngāti yeah. Pūrau, whānau, they're fed up with the government's imposed perpetual leases of their whenua. Lands like Tipuia, uh, Maru Bay, Te Araroa have been stuck in perpetual leases for over a century. They're locked off them while leases enjoy the market rents for them. As the Minister for Māori Development, wouldn't this be the honourable thing to do? Can't do everything. It can't do everything when the, green, when, the green, when the Greens come up with an idea. No, no, you know, no, but you've been approached uh, prior to that. Yeah, you know, but we've got a hundred other things that we're doing. I absolutely understand the position. I've got sympathy for the position. I've talked to my officials about it. They said, look, it would involve a whole... What would it involve? Well, you have to bring in legislation. Here's the thing. You know, when the Taranaki farmers rode up on their tractors to Parliament yeah. and moaning about their perpetual land leases, yeah. the government um, yeah, the, sorted it. The Taranaki farmers at that time weren't in the type of predicament we are in. My priorities in the last couple of years has been getting resourcing and funding taihuk, for, for Māori broadcasting, for whānau order, for Māori housing, for Māori health. There are, there, there are, these are all these priorities. You can't just say, 
I mean, of course, it's a good idea, and I and I and I have a lot of. You could put houses on there. Uh, no, no, but I've got sympathy and support for that. But here's the thing: you got to understand, you can't do everything just because the Greens come up with a great. And it's, it is a good idea. And if we get back, is in it the something years, you'd look at? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I've I've got a huge sympathy for that. Is but, it you know, unfair? Of course it's unfair. You know you know the history in terms of perpetual leases, but i got ten things, and just because Mihi and, and uh, my queer, Eritana Tawhifirangi, who got in touch with me over it, and she understood too, but you know, at the same time, you've got kōhanga that got shut out in terms of funding by a national government. We've rectified that. Let's talk about that then. So oh, pay, right. parity, <laughs> pay parity for kōhanga reo. Yeah. So um, a reo Māori fluent teacher will move from 44,000 to 60,000 you know, how's this going to affect the industry, the kōhanga industry? In terms of... Uh, good, buoyant. Oh, yeah, increase. I mean, we've, um, Calvin Davis, of course, has been in charge yes. of that, and he's he's worked very closely uh, with the kōhanga in terms of parity. The reality is, again, our people are being, being behind the eight ball in that area, our Māori nurses have been behind the eight ball in that area, and all these different areas yeah. we have tried to get in to try and uh, make meaningful change, and we've had acknowledgement from the Kohanga Reo in terms of that. Is it enough? It's never enough. Well, the issue that's happened with the revitalisation of Te Reo, because everyone wants to learn Te Reo now, but Kohanga, I think people have overlooked it. There were 820 Kohanga 30 years that's ago. Right, that's Today right. there's 430. There are a thousand mokopuna on the waiting list. Some mm. of the waiting lists are up to three years. For Kohanga? Yeah, kohanga. for Kohanga Reo. How you know, while pay parity is one thing, how is the Crown going to ensure that those mukapuna don't miss out on in learning te reo Māori mm, mm. in 2023? Mm. Well, that's the question, that's the challenge that the Minister's got in front of him. Um, you know, it's one of a number of challenges, uh, but the parity is not there at the moment, and you can only, um, you can only address it if you can get equitable resourcing in there. Yeah, so is the equitable resource it's, thing uh, in the buildings, oh. it's in the administration of Kohanga, <coughs> and like, um, you know, uh, MOE, who are updating and up upgrading their buildings all the time, mm. how many of those 300 or so Kohanga have closed down because they're unable to actually stand anymore? Well, that, that's been one of the problems with Kohanga, eh? Mm. And you've seen, a, 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 um, sadly, a number of, of our parents taking their kids across the mainstream, you mm -hmm. know. So um, it, it is a mix a mix of problems there that the ministers had to deal with, uh, and uh, equity is, uh, is has been a big challenge. Let's talk about broadcasting, because you've talked about broadcasting a lot. Um, 2019, the government announced a proposed merger of the state broadcasters in the effort to streamline the two and to strengthen public media um, in Aotearoa. It was binned this year. But what are the takeaways? What have, what have you been happy with? In terms of broadcasting? In terms of, you know, uh, the partial kind of work that was done. You know, I, I, I'm, well, for me, in terms of broadcasting, as you know, it's something very uh, dear to me. Uh, mm. That's why I put a lot of work into the Māori broadcasting side of things. You've seen record investment in there in the last couple, two or three years. With, we've had 19 million now being appropriated over the last two, three years, which is more than the, the Māori broadcasting has had for over, over 10 Are you years. Are a difference? Uh, it's slow. Again, because they haven't had investment in the last 10 years. Um, my my um, idea was always that um, with the merger that we want to see um, 
a lot of our tikanga kaupapa Māori uh, programming in coming to mainstream, like what you're doing, you know. I think for too long we've been at ghetto-wise times. Mm. So I've had to come up with a, a different type of strategy, particularly in the last year, which you've seen, which has been an investment mm. in terms of, well, one, an investment in Māori broadcasting that's come through. Secondly, an investment in national radio, mm. which was over 25 and a half million. Um, thirdly, we've, we've changed the boards of mm. Television New Zealand That's and right. Radio New Zealand. And my last part before we go out is this uh, digital bargaining bill. So I'm happy with uh, what I've been able to pull out of this broadcasting uh, portfolio over the last year. Kapai, you did mention RNZ there. So I, I'll remind you in 2016, when you went uh, 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 MP, you challenged RNZ about their Māori content. It was when they were dismantling the Māori news and they were... Um, confident that they're going to be able to weave Māori news into their 24-hour cycle. Mm. Have they? Oh, no, they've still got some way to go, I think. I think that's the reality. I get reminded of that quite a bit, and, and I, I'm happy to be reminded of it because I, I debated with our friend Carol Hirschfield on national radio. And, yes, uh, you did. That was quite a debate, and I accused them of institutional racism at the time, and she was uh, uh, shocked by it. But I have to say, I think they made... Uh, some, they've made changes since then. Have they got a way to go? Yeah, of course they've got a way to go. Mm. Of course they've got a, go, a way to go. But, you know, it's good to hear them all speaking Māori now, some, you know, and mm. uh, and they've acknowledged that they have to change. But, you know, we still have some way to go in terms of getting Māori um, presenters into prime-time positions, Mahi. Mm. That's, still, that's still not there, and I think that, that, that hangs over them. So I, I think... Um, and, and I don't mind being reminded of criticism of, of the national radio. I didn't know I was going to become the minister for national radio. Um, I made huge criticisms of the Labour Party in 2004, 2005. I said our people should never mm. vote for them again, and here I am a minister with them. Just because you make criticism doesn't mean to say that organisations don't change and people don't change. I'm comfortable with national radio. I still think uh, with where they're at yep. in terms of their Māori strategy, um, Needs, still needs a bit of work and I'm looking forward to the changes over the next few months. The merger didn't go through and I guess after the merger, if it had gone through, you were going to then look at um, you know, what would happen at Whakata Māori. Let's talk about Whakata Māori because I'm unsure what the strategy is. It's expensive. I looked at their 2021 um, <coughs> end of year, oh, sorry, end of year 2022. Eight executives are averaging 232k, another 18 managers averaging 150k. Um, some pretty high salaries there, and when you look at the output, so linear output, just two million a year, mm. and the comparison is TVNZ would do a million a week. Mm. Is it time to bring those resources together? Is it time? Is it yeah. working out there in Mandamotu Haki? Is it value for yeah. money? Yeah, I mean, I don't know if that's a fair analogy. Uh, I think, uh, you know, um, I always get asked, you know, how how long will I uh, be supporting Maori TV or Maori broadcasting, and how long before? Um, you know, uh, Maori TV's ratings. We, should, should they be at uh, at the higher levels? My view is, that, you know, like uh, you keep comparing apples with apples. You never had mm. investment into, as you know, you worked at Maori TV uh, yourself, and Annabelle played big roles there. And are you are you making fair comparisons? So I, I don't think comparing the ratings with TVNZ is fair because no, you're right. Well, because it's one not. one had a generation, you're, two you're, generations. You're right. It's not. Of I was investment. asking more about the strategies at time yeah. to bring it all back back under. Yeah, yeah. I, I think that I to think, share the resources. I, I think that has to be a consideration. I had a review team that uh, was uh, overseeing that, and I think that was one of their ideas. Uh, Maori TV wanted to, to do their mana motuhake, mm. and I'm supporting that because I believe our people deserve a chance. Shane 
Shane Todim is doing a good job in there in terms of making things work. But you're right, the linear um, viewership is very, very low and everything is going online. Everyone's uh, mm. starting to stream. So are you, uh, you know, and I know with their top shows, their, their, their best views are when they go online. So mm. that strategy should be reviewed and looked at all the time. I, I'm pleased um, with what they're doing now, but they, you know, they, they never again got investment. They're getting, they're getting meaningful investment and have done in the last few years. If, uh, if Labour loses the election, will you stay around? Oh, we'll see. We'll see, we'll see me. You know, I'm not contemplating us losing isn't the election. It, isn't it fair, though, that we know? Well, that, I, that voters know? Well, no, because well, I'm going out to win the election. I'm the campaign manager for, for Māori uh, and for all the, all the seven seats. So we're going out to, uh, to win uh, the election. Look, we're right in the race, despite what these people are saying. Oh, it's all over. Uh, there's only 3% between the blocks. And despite uh, them going on and on, I think we're a real chance, real opportunity, and I'm fixed on winning, so I'm not worried about what I'm doing after the election. Thank you for your time this afternoon. Thanks for tuning in. We'll be back in a fortnight. Noho mai.